When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to a special War Room edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Let me explain what you're about to hear. So Mary Kay Cabot, Doug Marie, Scott Patsko, Ashley Bastock, and I are basically going to, uh, I guess, role play that we're in the Browns War Room. Mary Kay's the GM and we're going to talk through every single pick as the Browns go on the clock. We're using Pro Football Focus's mock draft simulator to get us to pick 44, to get us to pick 78, and to get us to pick 99. Then, after we all make our pitches, Mary Kay is going to make the executive decision. She's going to make the pick. And then our draft expert, Tim Bielek, is going to tell us what he thinks of the process and what he thinks of the pick itself. So that's all coming up here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. It was a lot of fun. I hope you like it. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a five-star review and tell us what you thought of that War Room podcast once you get to the end. Now, if you're not a Football Insider subscriber, this is the weekend. Go to cleveland.com slash browns. Click the blue banner at the top of the page to get that daily newsletter delivered right to your inbox. Become one of our tech subscribers and get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash browns. Okay, we're going to hand the keys to the Cleveland Browns over to Mary Kay Cabot, and the rest of us are going to join her in the War Room and tell her who she should pick at number 44, number 78, and number 99. already simulated the first round um really there's not a lot of names that went in the first round on this simulator that you would have thought would be on the board for the browns at this point so trayvon walker did go number one overall uh in that draft if you're wondering the texans at number 13 picked drake london uh, and the ravens a pick later picked garrett wilson that would have driven doug insane had it been the browns and then the ravens picking uh garrett wilson so uh, really the only big name that I see that went in the first round was George Pickens to the Chiefs. And that's one of those teams that makes you a little concerned um, as far as a team that could steal a receiver the Browns really want. So the board looks pretty good for now. I'll explain what we're going to do. We're going to start this simulator up. We're going to go through the picks here. And at some point, somebody might jump in and say, hey, I want to make a trade. We need to discuss a trade to move up and get somebody here. Um, or we might just let it run to 44 and then we are on the clock with our pick. We'll spend, we're going to go a little over that seven minute allotment. We're going to spend 10 minutes and we've got to convince Mary Kay who we think the Browns should pick at number 44 overall. She is our GM. Uh, she's, she's turning in the card. She is responsible for this pick. If it doesn't work out, we will all throw her under the bus in three or four years when the owners come looking for uh, reasons why they need to fire people. Um, so Mary Kay, Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, first pick in the second round went to Dax, went Daxton Hill, cornerback to Jacksonville. So the Lions are on the clock here. I've got to rearrange a couple things here on my screen. And we're going to get the Lions pick here at 34. And I think, by the way, you have undersold the fact that I am devastated that George Pickens is gone. You're like, oh, there's only one guy gone that maybe the Browns would have taken a 44. It's like the person that I dedicated my life to for the for the past month. So this is really 
I'm going to be uh, useless in the war room the rest of the time the, that he's off the board. The George Pickens debate would have been fun. Yeah. It's kind a, of a, go ahead. I was going to say we should kind of have it maybe anyway. Like <laughs> if, if we're not, not necessarily right now, but when we circle back, I think it's a debate worth having. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's disappointing that, that we don't get to do it here. Sam Howell goes to the Detroit lions um, at number 34. Um, let's get here to the jets on the clock. At, okay. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to make a stop here, but should we stop and talk trade right now? Or should we wait? I, I feel like the Jets are a threat if we're looking at a receiver. Now well, we're going to bring the, on... Who did the Jets it, take in the like first in the corner, like shaking his head that, that we don't need to. He's going to come on and, and rip on our picks. He's our, our resident draft expert uh, when we're done. But let's see who the Jets took. That's a good call. Trent McDuffie, corner. And right. Eric Stingley. So they still need a receiver and they've got two picks coming up. They're at 35 and 38. So who are the top rated receivers that are still on the board right now? All right, let's take a look here. I think Jahan Dotson's still available. Yeah. Uh, let me Burks. Burks and more. Those three are still there. There's good receivers. So maybe we wait. I think Should we... we need to. I don't know. We can wait, I think. We got the Texans at 37 and the Jets at 38. Should we should we let these two picks play? I think so. I would rather see maybe try to trade at 37. Okay. Oh, the Giants, too. The Giants at 36. I think there could be a receiver. Again, uh, you know, without going back and looking at who they all drafted. Um, I mean, do we really well, have Texans a situation? Took, the Texans took a receiver already. I don't think we're in a situation like JOK where somebody who is very clearly expected to be a number one pick has dropped, right? I think that's right. Yeah. We're more looking at the guys who we thought would be here at the top of the second round. So maybe now is not the time to move up. I mean, of course, if Pickens was available, I would be potentially pushing for, we need to be thinking about this, but unless there's a guy, is there a guy that somebody loves? If it's a position, then there's a couple guys. I don't know that there's a guy. Yeah. And there's actually a guy I might try and make a case for at 44 that I don't think is going in the next, I don't think he's going until at least 44. So I think we'll be, all right, we're going to keep moving on um, as we resume our draft here. Let's see if the jets break our hearts. Uh, they take Travis Jones, which, Oh, that's good God. for us. We don't want that. So did anybody want Travis Jones? Is anybody devastated right now that we're not going to get Travis Jones? Anyone? I'm surprised because I've seen him mock to the Browns a lot, but no one on this podcast is, is shocked. Mary Kay is just sitting there just waiting to pull the surprise on all of us. As calm <laughs> as Andrew Barry. Yeah, this is good. This all right. So we got the giants at 36 and they are taking David Ajabo. That would have been an interesting debate as well. See, now we're starting to see guys come off the board that maybe we, we would have had mentioned here. Uh, Texans. We're going to let, okay. Can we stop for a second? Can we okay. stop for a second? I do think that the Bears at 39 are the team that's worried me because they need a yeah. receiver for Justin Fields. Do, do we do we have a preference? Does Mary Kay have a preference of a receiver here? Are we like in the Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson range? Because if we want somebody in particular, it might be time to think about make for. I do kind of. Well, am I supposed to say who I would like here? Oh, you're GM. You can talk yeah, whenever. This is, this is the war room. I mean, I kind of like, I do kind of like 
uh, Dotson here. I mean, I, I thought he could have been gone by now. So I, I wouldn't mind at least kind of considering uh, trading up for Jahan Dotson because somebody else is going to grab him, I think, okay. if, if they don't. So the Texans took a receiver in the first round. So but, the I, ish, but the issue is the Texans might be willing to deal with us, right? Yeah. The Texans might make a trade with us because they don't want a receiver. We're going to get a receiver, but we might want to get ahead of the Jets and the Bears here. Yeah. This might be our trade spot. And I, when I ran the PFF simulator for my final mock draft, this is where I did end up executing a trade was with the Texans for exactly the reason Doug said. When I ran it, they had already taken a receiver. Um, so I had, and the trade said it would be likely be accepted via the PFF simulator was trade up to the Texans for 37, give up 44 and 118 if there's a guy we really want and no future picks. But okay, so here's where I'm at though. I like Jahan Dotson a lot. I also like Christian Watson. I also like Sky Moore. And I also like Traylon Burks. I don't know if it, I guess I'm not Jahan Dotson or bust. I am not Jahan Dotson or bust either. Um, so, and I think that pick at 118 could be useful for the Browns, especially in a world where they didn't have a first and they don't have a fifth. So, I don't know. I could go either way, but I won't be devastated if Dotson goes before we pick. We're saying we, by the way, pick. because yeah. <laughs> we are we are being the Browns. When we're acting, hey, I'm a Browns guy. Ooh, look at me. I'm wearing orange or brown. Okay. I'm going to spoil my own mock draft. When I made this trade, it was to get George Pickens. It was because George Pickens was still there and I was being aggressive and trying to get him. So obviously this simulator, this version of the simulator did not play out that way. So I understand maybe wanting to be less aggressive if we're kind of to the point like, okay, there's this group of like four or five guys that we could see in this offense. And we don't think they're all going to be gone in the next like seven picks or whatever. And I would say, I would say uh, I'm kind of where you guys are on the, on this trade. I mean, my mock draft on Monday, I had this trade and my final mock draft for Thursday morning, which is Wednesday afternoon as we're recording this, but Thursday morning, I also had the Browns making this trade. I think it was like 44, 78 and a 2023 fifth for 37 and 80. It's not going to be, it, it may, it may I, it ended up being for different receivers in both drafts though. I will say that. Scott. Is it worth giving up draft capital if we're not 100% all on board with the receiver we, we maybe want here? Well, I mean, Mary Kay is the only one who has to be on board, right? We're just here to, like, <laughs> give her information, I guess. And in, in a real world, she already have information. I, Sky Moore, uh, if we're going off a of big board, PFF's big board, since we're using a PFF simulator, Sky Moore is the highest ranked of the guys that are left. Then it's Burks, then it's Dotson. And then it's uh, Christian Watson. And there are guys in between all of them. So it's not like they're all stacked together. Um, they actually have more fifth on their list among receivers for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys are different than what the Browns have on the roster right now. And I know that Andrew Barry has said that, I think he was asked specifically, like, do you think about certain traits in the, receiver room to make up the collective group and it, it, he basically said best player available is kind of what they look at so I don't know if I believe that totally I'm sure he wants a little bit of diversity in there and, and what guys can do and 
and different kinds of traits. Um, all these guys, though, uh, especially Burks and Skymore, Dotson. I mean, they some some of the couple of the smaller guys there are certainly different than what the Browns have on the roster right now. So I think they would fit. All right. Well, I I say we I say we wait to see how the next. I I don't want to trade to this spot. That's my that's my vote, Doug. I think that's my vote too. I, I would say that I'm probably torn between Dotson and Burks and more at this spot, which makes me okay with waiting and seeing what happens for a couple picks. Yeah. I'm with Doug. I've kind of talked myself out of my own proposal, but again, when I was originally thinking about this proposal, there was a receiver who I felt more passionately about and that's why I ultimately executed it. But um, yeah, those three, those three guys, I've always felt like, ever since the combine that Traylon Burks has maybe gotten been is being overlooked based on what he did on the field. Obviously we know he did not perform well in those drills. That's why he started falling, but that's definitely still an intriguing name to me as well. Scott, what's your vote? I like Burks. Um, I don't know. I I've written, I think I've just been around his name the most. I was at his podium at the combine. Um, I've, I've, uh, I've looked into him the most. I mean, I just, he just seems to stand out. He's the kind of guy that's just a versatility on offense and being able to and getting that guy, the ball behind the line of scrimmage, even um, just a lot of different things you can do with him. Big, powerful, fast for his size. Uh, Browns could use that. All right. Well, Mary Kay, our votes are in. Are you going to override us? Are we going to let this play out a little more? You know, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it play out, but I'm doing so sort of reluctantly. Mm. I, I like the Jahan Dotson style of receiver. I, for some reason, have in my mind uh, the perfect complement to Amari Cooper right now being more of a smaller, shiftier uh, sort of fast guy. I know Amari has good speed, but I think Jahan Dotson just brings that sort of little bit of a almost like a Tyreek Hill type of style um maybe what we would think Odell would have been type of guy and that's sort of what I have in my mind for this number two receiver spot um but I'm gonna let it play out nobody else seems really willing right now and I'm gonna be a team player here and I'm gonna let this play out a little bit I'm very curious to see who goes in the next couple of picks as well well I we should remember to Speed always wins out with the Browns. I like that's like a common trait among, especially. I've uh, I've stepped out of the war room from for a moment, and I've sent a text to a reporter named Tim Bielik. Mm. I've said, Tim, why the why would we trade up for Jahan Dotson when I could just get somebody like John Mechie in the third round? What's your response? I would say that Dotson is more dynamic than Mechie. I was on the podcast yesterday when I said that Mechie reminds me of a slightly faster Jarvis Landry, but Dotson and even Sky Moore are more dynamic guys. So, I mean, if I, if I were in that war room that you guys are in, I'd be doing the same thing you guys would are doing and kind of sitting back because you've got three options to play around with. You've still got the bears on the board. You still got the Colts on the board. What, Unless something crazy happens, one good receiver should fall to the Browns at 44. At least, at least right now. That's what I would tell you guys. 
And Tim Bielek just read Dan's text and he forwarded it to me because we have a relationship going back years and I'm in the war room sitting near Dan, but I'm not letting him see my phone. And I am texting back to Tim. What is the deal with lobbies, unnatural obsession with John Mechie? My God. The podium curse. Dan was at Mechie's podium. And I I would respond saying, I think if John Mechie didn't tear his ACL, he'd he'd be in the same conversation. See? Was it was it He's eye average. contact, Dan? Was it good eye contact? No, I was actually I was off to the side. I, I was like off to the side. I don't, he didn't even see me. He didn't he even just, know I was there. I I just remember you coming <laughs> over to me like we we were talking immediately after that, and you're like, John Michi just finished up. He just sounds like a Cleveland Brown. Sounds sounds like. Dan, is he is he texting you saying he wants to wreck this league? Come get me. Is that what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> All right, I'm moving on with this draft. Let's uh let's get back to uh to my screen share here. This is enough of the insulting Dan show. All right, <laughs> we are resuming nerve-wracking moments. The Houston Texans have sold oh, crap. Guy Moore. We should have traded up now that hurts. Oh, <laughs> what did I say? It's all Mary Kay's fault. Oh, She's yeah. taking the fall. Everyone said my trade was no good, and here we are. Ashley is texting Tim saying, I can't believe our GM didn't did take it. that trade. And now they we didn't listen to me. <laughs> All right. We're, we're moving along, right? The, the New York Jets on the clock. Here we go. This is the one that has me really nervous. Oh, oh they're All starting right. to come off the board now. We just lost trail. All right. Now maybe we need to stop again. I don't think <laughs> the Bears not, are going to deal with us because the they Bears are going to take Dotson here. You don't think we're the dead. Bears are going to trade with us? They need no. a guy too. Well, the guy I would make a case for is still on the board. So, who have the Bears taken so far? All right, let's find out here. It's, it's they haven't drafted yet. This is their, this first, is their pick. first pick. Oh, this is they their don't first they don't have a first right, pick. Right, yeah. Justin Fields. No, they took a they traded up for Justin Fields. They have to take a receiver. They have exactly. to take a receiver oh, here. It's too late. Dotson. I just texted. I just texted Tim and I said that Mary Kay is looking at me like she's going to fire me. <laughs> the draft is over. Do you know any team oh, that are boy. hiring? Ready for the third guy to come off the board in a row? Jay. Oh, they that was a bad pick. I think the sim helped us here. The Bears oh, yeah. is the Bears. Yeah. Well, if anybody's going to make a bad pick, it's the Bears. So <laughs> help us out. Who did the Falcons take? Who did the Falcons take at eight? All right. Let's find the Falcons here at number eight. Kyle Hamilton. All right, I think we got to trade up with the Falcons to get ahead, uh, trade up with the Seahawks to get ahead of the Falcons to get Dotson. So we got to get one of these two picks here. Yeah, the Seahawks have back-to-back picks at 40 and 41. Then -hmm. it's Colts, Falcons, and then the Browns. We had three guys we liked, and two of them are gone. Are we sure, though, we we have not had the Christian Watson discussion? He's small school, and he's old. And he's raw and he's fast. And I don't think he fits a guy who can come in and help the Browns right away. And the fact that he's 23 is a mark against him for the way that we as the Browns think. So I would not be nearly as happy with Christian Watson as I would be with Jahan Dotson or the two guys that just went. The age to me is really what's throwing me off that it would kind of be an anomaly for if we are like in in an essence, I guess, pretending like we are the Browns front office, if we're trying to take on some of those characteristics, I don't know that they would be content waiting around for a guy who's older by their standards. Okay. I ran the simulator over here on my own 
and Jahan Dotson. I didn't use the advanced settings. I mostly did uh, the default settings. And Jahan Dotson went number 39 to the Bears. Mm. Mm. I think we got a gift here. Mm-hmm. And I think we should accept it and trade up. Mm-hmm. Or I think we have to start talking about not a receiver. Like if we're dedicated to getting a receiver, I think we have to trade up here. It, it feels if, like if we're okay with an edge and uh, take a receiver in the third. Okay. I mean, I mean, Scott, are you, re- do we have to take a receiver here, Scott? I, th- I think you're the only one that hasn't really kind of pounded the table, like take a receiver to this point. Yeah. I've kind of gone back and forth between that and, and somebody on the defensive line, but I do think that you want somebody to come in ideally and at least compete for a starting spot and, I think Dotson sounds like a better option there than an edge you're going to get here. Um, I know you really don't have anybody. We're kind of expecting or half expecting Clowney to come back. I think if you're the Browns in this situation, you have a better handle on that than obviously we do. Um, That might inform what they would do here. So I'm going to go ahead and assume Clowney's coming back and, uh, and I'm, I'm all in for, for going up and getting someone like Dotson. And I do like him uh, more than than uh, than Christian uh, Watson. So I also don't think there's an edge rusher who's like a number two, play seventy five percent of the snaps guy. I might be forgetting somebody, but like I don't know if Nick Benito is that guy in year one. So like, and then we're talking defensive tackles. We're talking Logan Hall, who can play on the outside but might need some time to to kind of. Yeah, I, I think receiver has to be the place. So Mary Kay, are we doing it? Uh, yeah, let's do okay. it. Let's, let's formulate this trade here. Then let me find my, my window here. Okay. So we are trading for pick 40. We're not even gonna let the Seahawks make a pick before. So we're going to give up 44. We're going to get 40 back. Should we try 118? Ooh, let's, they're letting us, they're letting us do this trade will likely be accepted. If we give up 44 and 118. Could we give up next year's four instead? Let's see. Let's see what else we can do. Yeah. I'd rather trade a future pick than yeah. We can trade a future the, the pick. Now we're here. a little short on picks next year, though. We do have a fourth round pick next year. We have uh, one fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh at the moment. We have one in the third because one of those is going to be you're right uh, going to the Texans. So, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, when you there go, be, into there will the... be a Quasi pick next year too. I believe right. When you right. go into the next year, you have to give up a higher pick right. than you do this year. So see, that's why Mary Kay's the GM. Yep. <laughs> would you, Mary Kay, GM Mary Kay, would you rather go up this year's four or next year's third to Quasi pick in the third? I'm, I mean, and that we'll, will leave us with no third round picks or the, right. you know, the Browns. And they'll, um, they'll let me do it for 202, it looks like. I mean, hmm. we've got 202 and 223. They're letting, they're letting the trade go through. We move up from 44. To it's only 41 four, it's only four spots for a seventh yeah. rounder it's only four spots they'll let you do that well then we're doing Let's that see. what what did uh <laughs> <laughs> if we're I'm, doing was, if they're letting us do that we're doing that i'm not that was very draft day right there. i'm not much of a history buff in the worm <laughs> what did we give up for jeremiah wusu korma and again we're using we here because we're pretending to be in the draft and what did we give up for, for jok last year I remember it was moving, flopping seconds, and then Brown sending Carolina a fourth, and then Car- for the th- 
Carolina sent the Browns the fourth with the third. So they you didn't get, give up picks. You just swapped picks. The Browns also got number 113 out of that. And they gave up 59 and 89. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't even lose picks. You just changed spots. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I think for, for reality's sake here, and since we're not going this deep anyway, let's go ahead and give up 118. Well, that, well that, that hurts a little bit. But that feels like, can we get something back, though, in return? Um, if it's more just like a pick swap, if we're giving up 118. Like a fourth or fifth rounder or something? Ask if we can get. How about like, how about 145? Or 153? They have two picks early in the fifth. Ask them if we can get 145 or 153 back. It looks like we can get 145 back. So yeah. it looks like it looks like we can get 40 and 145 for 44 and 118. So they'd yeah, so we'd move up four spots. They'd move up a ton of spots. Mm-hmm. I would give my stamp of approval to GM Mary Kay and my suggestion for that trade. Yeah. All right. So Mary Kay, I have a connection with the Bears. Mm-hmm. It's Tim Bielek who is also texting with the Bears. <laughs> he has gotten back to me and said that they are willing to uh, give us 40 and 145 as long as we give them 44 and 118. I thought we were I, doing Seahawks. Yeah, it was going to be Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks, if, yeah. If we're, if we're texting the Bears, the Bears are sending me a text like, we don't have pick 40. We already made the pick. We took Sky Moore. And again, and again, Doug is sitting next to me. And Doug is sitting next to me and texting like, Dan doesn't even know who's on the clock right now. <laughs> I really think I should have this guy's job next year. I don't know. <laughs> so we're trading with the Seahawks. They give us 145 and 40. We give them 44 and 118. Yeah, maybe there's a future pick in there. Whatever, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry ourselves about that. Uh, are we doing it, Mary Kay? We're doing it, and I I thought you were just testing me to see if I was paying attention yes. and if I was on top of everything. And That's I passed, exactly. I passed my first test. At I'm GM. sitting in your office later, getting reamed out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Kay, I was just testing you. Don't fire me. <laughs> All uh, right. Yes. Let's let's pull we the are, trigger. We're off. On that. I'm hitting off for trade right now. Um, they just rejected it. What? Oh, oh God, I hate this. There's a it bug. Re- it has a 99% chance to be accepted. There's oh, a bug dude. where you just hit it again, they'll accept it. All right, I do it. hit it again. I hit it again. Yeah, hit it again. We called him back. <laughs> did it work? They, they had second thoughts. Did you say please? I, I did, yeah. So that means that we get to take. Jahan Dotson. That's the pick, right? It's we traded up to take Jahan Dotson, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm hitting draft right now. And with the 40th pick in the NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Now let's go to Tim Pelick for his analysis of the <laughs> trade in the pick. I'll tell you what, GM Mary Kay Cabin, the Browns played this pretty right. They got lucky uh, when Jalen Petrie went off the board um, one spot before, but I like the aggressiveness of the Browns to go up and make sure they got the receiver. I thought Jahan Dotson was the last of those top eight guys who would be available for them and who would be a good fit for them. He was, he's a very dynamic playmaker may only be five ten, but he plays bigger than his height. He's acrobatic. He's got very good hands. Good after the catch. I understand there may have been some potential Christian Watson chatter, but Christian Watson drops as a huge drop problem. In fact, I've got my advanced analytics right here, courtesy of Pro Football Focus, a career drop rate of 12.7% for Christian Watson. So Dotson, clearly the better choice here. Nicely done by the Browns. 
I don't know where Tim's getting all this info from, from inside the war. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, Ben Lindsay of Pro Football Focus tweeted that three weeks ago. I just have access to his Twitter feed, and I've got that. I keep going to that at least 10 times to make sure I got that number right. So, quick question. Who's calling Jarvis Landry's agent and telling him that uh, we're good and good luck uh, with your new team? We're going to well, – we're not looking forward to talking anymore. As a GM, I'm still on the phone with Roosevelt Barnes, my good friend Roosevelt Barnes, Jarvis Landry's agent, and I'm still bringing Jarvis Landry back, even though we have a receiver here who can do some of the things that Jarvis can do. Uh, but no, this is this is different. This is a different situation. Jahan is going to come in and be the number two receiver next to Amari, and uh, he, he's got the versatility to play outside. Jarvis can still be the slot in three wides, and I think it makes for a great receiver room. Okay. Are we moving on now? Are we, are we barreling towards number 78? Does anyone have anything else they want to say about this pick? I will say in my first war room experience, I was kind of lukewarm on Jahan Dotson. And then as soon as Sky Moore and Traylon Burks got picked, my yeah. whole life depended on drafting Jahan Dotson. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, Maybe we should have listened to Mary Kay before when she was like earlier, one of the traded for Jahan Dotson. It all worked out, but I feel like I have an ulcer in this fake war room. And it is a reminder of why I never want to actually have actual responsibility. I just want to comment and criticize on the things that people with responsibility <laughs> yes. do and do not. I was going to say the panic in hour two, I noticed our us on the screen, Doug, since we're next to each other on my Zoom meeting. And the panic in our eyes with Traylon Burks went just like <laughs> next level. We were like, it's over. We might as well all go home now because if we do not trade. And, oh. and I will say from my outside opinion, outside the war room, uh, if if you guys had gone with any of those three guys, it would have been a good fit. I'm, I'm pretty even on all three of those guys. In fact, my Thursday mock, I got the Browns trading up for Sky Moore at 37. So... They're kind of at that point, 1A, 1B, 1C. It just kind of, it's like, it's like what flavor ice cream do you want for Baskin Robbins or whatever at that point? All right. So we are going to barrel now towards number 78. I guess we'll kind of do it the same way. Um, we will, I guess when we get closer, we'll jump in. And so the Kenny Pickett goes to the Seahawks. I know this is real great listening. Uh, Boy Mafe to the Colts, Desmond Ritter. The Falcons, mm. you guys can jump in anytime good you pick want. by the Falcons. Comment. What was that? That was a good pick by the Falcons at Desmond Ritter. And then Kyler Gordon went in the Seahawks spot where they swapped with us. All right. So we're, uh, we're moving along here to the Vikings. Drake Jackson, that would have been a guy that I think we might have considered at 44. Leo uh, Cheneau to the uh, Washington football team. There's Nick Benito. There's Nick Benito. To the Bears. That's interesting uh we're just kind of simming through this we'll throw out some names as, as we go along but I, i'm curious who's the defensive lineman you would have made the case for as matt corral goes to the steelers who's the defensive lineman you would have made the case for christian watson to the patriots had the browns had we gone to 44 and the receiver's been gone oh there goes josh Pascal. oh there's one of them i think yeah. <laughs> 
There was Josh. I would not have advocated taking him at 44, but PFF has him going. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen such a variation with where Josh Pascal could go. Like, I've seen him in these PFF sims going as high as this in, like, the mid-50s, but I've also seen him hanging around in the 70s. Like, it, like it just is such a variation for him. Um, but I would not have advocated him. I wasn't paying attention to there's Logan Hall. That was the name. Well, Logan Hall goes yeah. six feet to the Bucks. I think he would have been somebody that we would have discussed. Yeah. As and and again for me, like with Logan Hall, it's all about the versatility that he offers and the way he can disrupt the pass game and his physique and, and all of that stuff. Um, as opposed to the Travis Jones, the more traditional run stopper, who I know, Tim, you talked about in the podcast yesterday. He maybe offers some interesting traits. So don't want to get too down on him, but between the two of them, I was definitely more of a Logan Hall fan. Well, John Michu went at the very end of the second round of the Denver Broncos at, uh, at 64. I think I probably would have wanted one of the athletic tackles. I would have wanted either um, Logan Hall or Perry and Winfrey has not gone yet. I thought he was interesting to me um, as, a, as a defensive tackle. But again, it's like, do I really want to take a defensive tackle over a receiver? So, and, and that's sort of what I keep coming back to with the Browns at 44 is like, yeah, they need an edge rusher. They need some tackle depth, but is that going to be the real value there at 44? over one of these receivers who could legitimately be a number two or be a slot guy for them? You know, I, I think there were enough good receivers left there uh, that that was the wise choice over a oh, defensive there. lineman. At that Winfrey, oh, Winfrey just won 65. Go ahead, Mary Kay. And there, it looks to me, I mean, the, the thing about this exercise is that, I mean, really, there are going to be plenty of really good players in that 44 range that they're going to have their pick so much so that you almost have to wonder, will they decide to move back a couple of spots and pick up an extra pick since they gave up six picks to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, there, there are enough really good players uh, left here at number 44 that, you know, you could almost see them uh, bumping back a few spots. So I, I paused here at 71. This is an interesting one. Greg Dulcich goes to the Bears. I believe that's the first tight end we've seen taken. Um, and that's a position that I kind of have circled. So he's off the board uh, as we are at 71. Um, and we'll kind of give everybody an idea of, of who's left on the board when we get to 78, unless somebody wants to jump in and, and talk another trade up. I don't think we have the assets, though, to do that. Mm. Uh, we're at 73 now. Uh, still feeling pretty good about what we're going to have left. There's Zach Tom, who I know is one of Tim's sleepers. Uh, Dylan Parham, the Ravens are on the clock now at 76. Darian Kennard, 77. Kirby Joseph, and we are up to number 78. So I have my You screen. want me to start the clock for you guys? Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, I've got my screen shared with everyone, and I'm just going to, as we kind of scroll through here, let, let's do this. So there's Kyle Phillips, who I know you really like. Should we look at the edge rushers available? Let's let's get an idea of who's available. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of go on the clock. So here's uh, some of the edge rushers available. Dominique Robinson from Miami, Ohio. Alex Wright. Oh, I see my guy. D'Angelo Malone. Sam Williams. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Doug, maybe you. This is a Cincinnati guy. Majai Sanders. Not even um, going to try this one. Sanders, yeah. Yeah. Tyreek Smith. Um, 
So there's some guys here that are available as we go. Now we're, we're kind of out of our range. Uh, what other position do you guys want to see? And as we go, like you guys can say, hey, did this guy get drafted? I'll certainly look, to, look it up for you. Um, um, corner. This. We look at corner. Okay. First, first thing I have tight end up. So there's there's Jelani play. Woods and Jeremy Ruckert are both available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's take a look at corner. Uh, where is it? All the kickers are still on the board. Just want to remind everybody. <laughs> Marcus Jones. Uh, Doug, I'm looking for your guy. Kobe. Yeah, I don't know if he went already. There he is. Up Kobe is. Bryant is still on the board. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely some corners available if we want to go that route. Anything else here? I'm going to turn my screen share off. Uh, here shortly. So any, any other positions we want to look at before Tim puts us on the clock? No, I, mean, I, I can't think they're going to take another, uh, another third round defensive tackle. I mean, they, probably not, but let's take a look. Let's just see if there's anyone who's I, fallen that has that. I think the guys I got on the roster right now are the four guys are probably going to be battling for those spots. So there is a guy that I took in my mock this Matthew Butler from Tennessee, but I don't really want him here. So I'm going to ignore that he's available right now. I don't want him at 78. We'll circle back to him at 99. Um, when I already know what Mary Kay is going to do at 99. Anybody who listened to the podcast the other day knows what Mary yeah. Kay is going to do at 99, but we're still going to try and convince her otherwise. All right. So are we, are we good to go on the clock here? We want to go five minutes for the length of the round or seven, just so you can have more time to uh, more time to discuss. Let's go ahead and give us seven just in case we need it. All right. Well, we'll kind of mess around with the rule. The NFL put in a rule for us that said we can go seven minutes. Uh, right. Okay. So number seven. 78, here Starts we now. are. Who wants to go first? Who's got a case to be made here? Everybody's Who wants to put quiet. their job on the line? <laughs> um, it doesn't matter who. I'm going to advocate for a tight end here. I don't think – this team is not one that is going to, it hasn't drafted. Andrew Barry has not drafted an edge defender yet. And I don't see the first one being a third round, maybe guy. Uh, I think you need another tight end. I think you're thinking obviously for the future. Um, we've said over and over, David joke is going into a sixth year. We don't really know what he is yet. We know he's getting paid um, pretty well this year. But I think that might have more value than taking a guy on the edge or even on the interior of the line that that you're just not not really sure that that isn't going to be anything more than maybe the guys you have at depth in those positions right now. I'm going to jump in because I'm with Scott and Ashley. I don't know if you are. Too. I had Jeremy Rucker here in my in my most recent mock at 78. I think he checks a lot of boxes. I think he can come in and be your inline tight end almost immediately. He's actually still only 21 years old, even though he played for a while at Ohio state, he's got that big school pedigree. Doesn't have the catch production, right? We've talked about that on this pod, how he maybe didn't have those opportunities. I think he's a guy that comes in and is good for you right away. Is he the pass catching like right away? Is he like a dominant pass catching tight end? Maybe not, but I think he's on the field immediately for you. If you take him at 78. Yeah, I was going he to can say, catch. He can I, catch. I, I think this too. is the, the time to maybe have this discussion. And again, when I ran the sim for my most recent mock draft, 
He was still around in the 90s, but I think it's a gamble. And I think his stock is rising. And I think if we really want him, uh, this is the pick to talk about taking him now that some of these other edge guys have already been picked up. And um, kind of to build off Doug's point here, I think we saw, again, with him in the senior bowl, um, kind of the splash he made, being able to show what he can do in the past game that we maybe just didn't see a ton of at Ohio State, given the offense that they run. But um, I would be in favor of, taking him here um i would like him at the spot if we have to mcbride's gone mcbride's gone trey mcbride uh let me check how many, how many tight ends are off the board because i do think an opportunity I think just this, one right i believe just one i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up here tim gave us the, the five minutes in here so jelani woods james mitchell jeremy rucker k dotton um charlie kohler kohler is still available. So mcbride's mcbride's the consensus number one tight end so he must have gone already yeah, I don't. I don't okay. Here, so. so I think there's two tight ends off the board then with McBride and Dulcich. So listen, I I think Jeremy Ruckert's a really good player. They didn't throw him the ball. He has good hands. He had a couple drops this year, but they just they didn't throw him the ball, and he could do much much more. He turned into a really good blocker. I think he's ready to play in the NFL right now. He's a four year guy. He was a top 100 recruit. Again, if we like that recruiting pedigree that Andrew Barry leans toward, he is young. I think he does check a lot of boxes. I do think he wasn't able to test a lot. He had an injury that like kept him from running the 40 and stuff. I think it's possible. He's so underrated. He's overrated. I he's not where I would go here. It feels early to me. When you think about other guys, you could get here. I think you're going to get, I know you could get a pretty good football player at tight end at 19 or excuse me at 99 or 118. We traded back from 118 at 99. So it's just not where I would go compared to corners that you could get or an edge guy you could get. But is Jeremy Ruckert a good football player? Yes, he is. And will he help the Browns? Yes, he will. So, so make your, so who, who should we pick Doug? Who, who would you go with? There's a guy named Alex Wright from UAB at edge that I like. He's uh, I think a good athlete, um, good pass rush skills, maybe a little raw, good age. I, I I'm not in, there's not a guy I'm jumping on the table for at edge but I would look at him. And then I think there are some corners here, whether it's Kobe Bryant, whether it's Jalen Armour Davis from Alabama, I just think you can add to that room and yes, you you're, you're adding. It's like, yes, you can think, well, then Joko is going to leave and you, you want to make sure you have enough tight ends, but for right now, it's not a desperation for tight end. You do have two tight ends you believe in for this year. And I just think corner still is a little more of a premium position. And I think we can get a tight end at 99. Just more than two minutes. Do we believe in Harrison Bryant that much? I don't. Oh, right. No, that's he's the not question. the future number one. That's the question no. we're asking ourselves in the war room. Like our number, our, our future number one is either the guy who's the number one now, right. Or the guy we draft here. But then do we believe in Harrison Bryant, even as the, this guy's definitely our number two. A little iffy on that and I like if i'm it. drafting somebody i want to make sure he's a really good run blocker because you drafted harrison bryant to catch the ball mostly that's what he did well um although they love to use him as a fullback um but i think if you're drafting a tight end you're probably making sure he's a really good run blocker and at least then you have different traits between him and bryant you know i I did, you know, I reviewed the 2020 draft yesterday. So I was digging into Harrison Bryant and his numbers. And it is kind of odd that he, it seemed like there was so much promise for him after his first season and that he was going to 
have a larger role last year. Uh, in essence, then what they did was they went to Austin Hooper and they said, no, we're going to give you a larger role. So they did that. And, uh, and that obviously didn't work out. So I think there is a chance uh, that they will try uh, to give Harrison Bryant an opportunity uh, to step it up into that number two tight end spot. But I also think that there is a good chance that they will draft one. And I don't really mind drafting one here, but I also think that tight end for some reason is, is a position that unless you're getting uh, someone that you know is going seconds. to be, uh, I'm sorry, unless the, someone that's going to be like a Travis Kelsey, I, I don't love doing that here. I would prefer D'Angelo Malone here. Ooh, we haven't, we haven't talked about D'Angelo Malone. 15 seconds. Okay. So I think we've got three tight ends. Doug wants a corner. Our GM wants D'Angelo Malone. This is where we all sit back in our chairs and let the GM make the pick. Mary Kay, go ahead. Can, can we have 30 sec seconds Ooh. for somebody to change my mind and tell me that we've got to go tight end here? All right. Sure. I, as the unofficial outsider of the war room, I will grant you one 30 second timeout, just like in basketball. <laughs> Your 30 seconds starts now. Okay. It's not the Oscars. It's, we're good on the time. We can talk as much as we need to. Why do you like it, D'Angelo Malone, so much, Mary Kay? You know, I, I he reminds me a little bit of, of, of what they got from like Attack McKinley, just, uh, you know, from a, a size standpoint from a speed standpoint, he's a speed rusher. I think uh, it's so important to have that speed on, on the field, especially in today's game. And I think he's going to bring that. And um, I just, I think he can also play a couple positions in different defenses. He can play outside linebacker for you. And I know they like that kind of versatility. I think he can go forward. I think he can cover. I think he can do a lot of different things. And I think it's more of a premium position. So I'm still up in premium position mode up here. And uh, so that, therefore, that's why, uh, that's why I'm going edge here. Okay, so I'm going to say this because I always kind of forget it when I talk about edge rushers. We did sign Chase Winovich this offseason. Or not sign him, we traded for him. So what, what is he? Is he like our number three? Mm -hmm. And are we assuming Clowney is back sure. in the fold? Yeah, you know, what does he do for I'm going to assume Clowney's back in the fold. But even if Clowney is back in the fold, I think we have to remember that Andrew drafts not just for this next season, but for the season after that. And you have to start thinking about who your really good edge rusher is going to be. Um, so, therefore, you know, like I said, I don't know. I, I liked him early on. I put him in one of my earlier mock drafts he just like he again he reminded me a little bit of, of that tack style uh you know speed off the edge and i liked that um and i just like it more than tight end here i feel like again unless you know you're getting george kittle then you can find a stephen carlson somewhere. but the whole the whole put but we're looking for a george kittle we want to find a george kittle because you find george kittle and mark andrews and travis kelsey in the middle round so it's up to us to find him but do I don't think he, that's it. Do I don't know if he's that? here. I well, mean, I mean, I mean, no, nobody, knew, I mean. nobody knew George Kittle was going to be George Kittle or he would have gone, you know, right. he would have gone earlier. Same with, same with like Kelsey. And you, you just, I guess you just yeah. never know. I can't sit here and say that I think Jeremy Ruckert's going to be 
one of these guys, but I think Maybe if we had only a... spent five months on this, like we were supposed to, right? I think <laughs> if there's, if there's a tight end that somebody's like, he's the guy I'm telling you, there's 12 tight ends who are all the same height and the same weight and the same profile, but he's the guy we have to take him at 78. Then I think that's a good argument. If it's tight end, because they could use a tight end because we don't believe in Harrison Bryant, then I'd wait. I, I, I would else... not, I don't, I would not pound the table for Ruckert at 78 in that way. Maybe somebody else would. I also think there could be a disconnect here too on how everyone feels about the, I don't love my tight ends. I don't, I talked about Harrison Bryant. Um, I, I still need to see that consistency from David Njoku and maybe having a better quarterback is going to completely change. Maybe that's where that consistency comes from, but I still don't love my tight end room. The Browns stepping out of this kind of role playing here. The Browns obviously really like David Njoku or they wouldn't have franchise tagged him and wouldn't be trying to work on an extension with him. So they obviously really believe in him. So there, there's also that. Think so about I, this. I would, Next... be, I would be more apt to take a tight end here just because of my feelings about the tight end room as a whole, but not everyone sitting in this room, this virtual room here probably agrees with that. In terms of thinking about the future, think about next season. So you 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 addressed your wide receiver room. So you have a that second round pick next season uh, is set up for you to take an edge, I think, because if you have Clowney come back, you added Winovich, and you have what you can get can get you through this season. Um, I think if you're looking at a premium position to take it high, so that you're you're using a high pick on a, on a position that ultimately when it hits is going to get paid very well. Um, edge would seem like a really good idea for, for next season with that second pick. And that's why maybe I'd go away from that spot here. All right. I think we got to, I think Mary Kay, you got to make a decision. You, we either swayed you or you're going to stick to your convictions here. You know what? I'm just not swayed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just not swayed. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I think, I think I'd rather have a promising young edge uh, over a tight end that we're not a hundred percent certain about. So I'm going to override the group and we're going with D'Angelo Malone here. All right. So at number 78, the Cleveland Browns select D'Angelo Malone, edge rusher out of Western Kentucky. And for some reason, Doug had his phone on the table, FaceTime open, Turns out it was Tim Bielek on the other side of that FaceTime here. The whole debate, the whole discussion about who we were going to pick. Tim, <laughs> your thoughts? Well, there was definitely a spirited tight end conversation, and I will <laughs> kind of say this. Um, looking at that board for edge rushers, the best options you had would have been gone by 99 or 118 when you originally had versus the tight ends who you, even if Jeremy Rucker was still like went – in the next five or six picks, you could still have plenty of good options like uh, Charlie Kohler, Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State, who was kind of a combine darling, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, even Chigoza McConquo from Maryland was also a combine darling. Those are day three guys. You can find, you can certainly find another tight end. It's a tight end three on day three. But I think if you're looking for a third edge rusher, you Malone's a good fit because he's a, he's more of a speed rusher. You don't necessarily have that. You have Garrett, who is power and speed. And if you guys, if the Browns do bring Jadavion Clowney back, then you have your power on the other side. 
Uh, Malone is smaller, but he gives you that speed dimension that they don't you don't quite have enough of on that defensive front if you're the Browns. Maybe that bumps Winovich inside a little more. Who knows? Okay, so we may or bumps him off the field. Yeah, probably. I mean, like I, I'm not sure the path to the Super Bowl goes through 65 Chase Winovich snaps a game. <laughs> <laughs> that that is fair. They did. I mean, they traded Mac Wilson for him. They traded Mac Wilson. I mean, and you read Patriot stuff for the Patriots, like, oh, Mac Wilson. Wait till Mac Wilson gets in here. And we're all like, oh, I guess. Okay. And the Patriots people are doing the exact same thing with Chase Winovich. We're like, oh, Chase Winovich. And they're like, yeah. All right, we got one more to make. We didn't give it up in our trade earlier, so we're going to barrel towards 99 here with the Chargers on the clock. Uh We'll uh, we'll talk through what we want to do. So keeping an eye on some of the names. Man, the Texans have a million picks. They go with Carson Strong. How about that? Uh, oh, no. Austin, no, Mary Kay's guy, goes to the Giants. Hmm? Uh, we're on to 83 now. Sam Williams. Uh, Steelers on the clock here at 84. Brian Cook, the safety. Patriots take Max Mitchell. I think uh, we're going to have some tie, the tight ends. Somebody's still going to be there. And I also would yes. be looking at, at corner at 99. I think those are the two positions where I would be <laughs> focusing at this point. Well, buckle up because our GM, <laughs> there's Khalil Shakir, who's a guy that I, I would have considered 78. Alec Pierce, a guy I would have considered at 78. Wandale Robinson, a guy that I'd have considered maybe at 99. Have you not run. taken Jahan Dotson earlier? Um, Marcus Jones off the board. We're at 96 now with the Broncos. Uh, 97. Jalen Davis. Yep. Jalen Armour Davis would have been a guy I would have been interested in at 99. All right. And, Col- and guard Cole Strong goes right before us. So here we are. The final pick we're going to make on this podcast, pick number 99. It is the comp pick for Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. And so we've got to know, let's see. We've got to know the tight end still on the board, right? Not, not many came off. I think Ruckert is still there. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is. Every, pretty much every, every tight end is wanted. still there. No one yep. can maybe, maybe our GM played this well. Maybe yeah. <laughs> recanting that text I was sending uh, earlier. <laughs> and then we want to look at uh, corners, Doug. Yeah. Okay. So Damari Mathis, the highest guy on this board still. Uh, Kobe Bryant, your guy. We're going to see if he's still here. He is. We might be able to wait on him. Now, remember, we don't have 118. 118. Uh, uh- but- They've got him 177 on the PFF board. I assume this is how war rooms actually work. That You have conversations at a pick for a guy, and there's a couple guys you're debating between, and then you get to your next pick, and one of the guys you just spend a lot of time talking about mm-hmm. is still there, yep. right? This is like the Jeremiah Wusu koromoa greg Newsom thing last year, and then right. it's like, oh, so I didn't love Ruckert at 78. Ruckert at 99, I personally would be completely fine with. I yeah. think that is just better value. And I think all the things we said before are still true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I would pound the table more for him here because Dan, I'm with you. Like, I just don't feel like we said, we're not, I'm taking myself out of the Brown shoes here a little bit. I am not super confident in how that room looks right now. And I think Rucker down the line could help them um, and would make me feel better about that room. And like Doug said, I think it's good value here. This is where I've, I've put him in this spot before in my mocks. I have him in my mock here on Thursday. So I really like him here still. If we want to double up on receivers, there's some guys here. I don't, I don't really have the appetite to do that. Uh, Kyle Phillips is a guy that would be intriguing, but I don't, 
I don't know. None of these guys really do it for me. A couple of those names that went just before we came on the clock, I might've considered. Um, I, I do think Wandale Robinson is a really interesting guy, but he's gone in, the, in this scenario. Uh, so I'm going to click off wide receiver here. Is there any other position we need to look at? At 99? At 99. Oh, yeah. What, what, what else do you want to see, Mary Kay? Heck, I, yeah. Do we want to see... Do, do you want to look at the kickers? I mean, every I'm kicker gonna, is I'm still gonna, on the board. I, I'm going to make my case here. Every kicker is still on the board. so I'm going to make my case. Um, All right. Are you ready? Go ahead. Is it make, time for me to do hold this? On, hold on one second here. Or does All anybody right, else want to throw case. something? All right. I, I'm going with Cade York here at number 99. I'm going with Cade York for a number of reasons. First of all, I would also trade back up into the fourth round. Okay. Trade back up into the fourth round and get yourself a tight end there. Ruckert might even still be there. Some of the other tight ends uh, that could be pretty good might be somewhere in the fourth round if we really feel like a tight end is vitally important. But I'm going with Cade York at number 99. In the event that we can't make a trade and get back into the fourth round, that would leave us with our next pick being... 202 in round six. You think anybody's going to leave Cade York for the Cleveland Browns at number 202 in round six? Not happening. Absolutely not happening. And if you could do a lot worse with your number 99 bonus pick than to end up with potentially your next Phil Dawson, your big, booming, legged Cade York who can go out there and keep pace with Justin Tucker and Evan McPherson and win those late games for you. And I still think that you can get back into the fourth round and grab whatever other position you want. But if you want this guy, you have to get him. And who cares if anybody thinks it's too high? Because when it's 25 degrees in December and you just won and you just got into the playoffs on the leg on the big ass leg oops of your of your kicker of your pro bowl kicker nobody's gonna say geez wish we had that no name tight end that we could have had no no this is where i go kicker well, nobody I'm loves Cade york more than me if you take a kicker at 99 you're gonna get fired I'm not getting fired. You are. The greatest, one, the, no, the no, greatest third round kicker. pick in Brown's history was a kicker. I, There's been I one trans- kicker taken this high in the past 16 years. And, I, they, I and know, it was a, it was myself, a bust. I'm transporting myself out of the war room and into that little tiny studio room in the back of the Brown's media room. And we've got my phone set up in the middle and we're recording the reaction Orange and Brown talk podcast to the Friday <laughs> results of the draft. And I am playing the role of Mary Kay Cabot. And I am saying, I want someone who can score touchdowns at number 99. Do you remember the Green Bay game when when they had a guy who couldn't kick the ball, like what, more than 20 yards? And they knew they had to get in the end zone because field goals just were out of the question. I don't think you have, I don't think we have to take a kicker here. Where are you going to take it? I've transported back up into the war room now. Where are you going to get him? You all know you need, we, you all know we need him. But this is way too high. Nobody thinks this. Nobody in the though. league thinks this. Nobody in the league takes kickers this high. Where are you going to take them, Doug? I'm going to take them in the fifth round. You don't have a fifth round. We're going to trade up. We're going to trade next year's 
four to get a fifth round pick. This is not value. We're going to get, we think Jake, we're trying, uh, there's too much value here. Was like, Evan, was nobody Evan in the McPherson, NFL thinks this way. It's a bonus pick. It's a, it's but the, a, but it's, it's a bonus pick. But it's still Our the 99th pick. best. It's the 99th guy in the draft. This is, I just is, I don't think you have to, do you think if you don't take Cade York here, that someone's going to take him at 106 or something? Like you think if we don't take Cade York here, we're not going to get him. You know what? I think the NFL has changed. And I think that there are so many good quarterbacks and the margins are so thin now that you need a really good kicker. And I think that showed up so much last season. And I think that Evan McPherson also made it kind of cool. And I know he wasn't picked until the fifth round, but I mean, he, he kind of set the bar high. Hey, let's go get one of these guys. If, if he's good enough. Okay. Now, if it's just your run of the mill kicker, no, no, I would not do that. But I think this gives you an opportunity to play offense differently. I think this gives you a chance to change your strategy when you have a guy like this. And why let somebody else come in, swoop in and grab him while you're sitting around trying to figure out what round you'd like to get him in? I don't think it's worth the risk. I think you can find other good players with good value. You can trade back up. And I would. I would trade back up. You could trade up to number 100 if you want to and take a tight end at number 100. Um, but I, I, would, I would take him here and I would get him before somebody else does. And I would let everybody laugh at me. And I would let Jimmy Haslam come down and ask me what I'm smoking or drinking. And I, and I would do it. I, I do want to, we do have 145. Remember, we got 145 from Seattle. Yeah. In that trade, oh, yeah. the top of the fifth round. What round is that? That's fifth. That's the second pick in the fifth round. Yeah, I'd wait too. I. Yeah. He's great. He played uh, in great weather. We do not know how that's going to translate to Cleveland. I asked him about this at the combine, and he said he he's worked on it. He can handle the wind. I'm not being like fake war room guy. I actually asked him that. We had that conversation. <laughs> I was going to say, I you was, had a nice little chat at the combine. I was literally like the only person to talk to him at the combine. It's like, I went to Cade York and said, will you please? This is the thing. I went to Cade York. I stayed at the combine till the last day. So I could go to Cade York and say, will you please come save the Cleveland Browns? That's how much I like Cade York. And, and I'm now saying, you won't and do I'm, this? No, it's, in, it's, I mean, nobody does this. Yeah. Nobody takes a kicker this high. Well, nobody, Tampa. nobody pays a quarterback two hundred and thirty million dollars guarantee, fully guaranteed over true. five years either. That's true. And Tampa that is, took that one, is officially and then they cut him like a year later. Yeah, and everyone made fun of the front office. This is officially that was the first Cade York to Sean Watson comparison on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> noted that. First of many, maybe. I, I want my tight end. That's what yeah. I want here. I already made I just, my case on my last pick, but I just think it's too hard. I'm with Doug. I just. I think you can get him later. I don't like the value here <laughs> at all. And I do, I, we, we waited on the tight ends and I think we've been maybe given a small gift here if we really like somebody. And I think that's better value. I'm so adamant about this. I don't think, we're winning. I don't think we're winning this no. one either. Right now, you're not winning. Right now, somebody's got to like say something else because right now is- I can see no reason why you wouldn't solve a very big problem potentially for the next decade and how are you going to feel if somebody else 
does the crazy thing. Well, did, I, Mary, Mary Kay has her post-it note and it says Cade York no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's the reference. I don't know what you're he read the entire playbook. Ashley. He mailed the dollar bill back. And sometimes yeah. you have to. So, sometimes you have to be. You have to buck convention. You have to do things a little bit differently. I don't think you're. I mean, this is a pretty stocked football team. Wait, there, Dan, there are when, good when's our next pick? Uh, one forty-five. Okay, in the fifth round. Let me. Do, is Cade York? Is the gap between Cade York and number two? Wait a minute, Dan. Why am I not? What? Why am I not seeing one forty-five? We traded for it. Yeah. We acquired it in the trade. We traded 118. Swapping, swapping picks. Oh, right? oh, 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 we moved okay. Back. I we you. moved back off of one. I gotcha. Um, I got so I, I guess my question is, if you're going to take Cade York here at 99, I think there has to be a sizable gap between him and the number two kicker. And I have no idea who the number two kicker is. It's like no, it, there's, I is don't it? think there's that gap. It's, it's Dicker the kicker, Cameron Dicker from Texas, or Gabe Bursich from Oklahoma, who's from Chardon High, by the so way. So if, if I'm going to take a kicker at 99, this guy needs to be like way up here. And then my secondary, secondary option has to be like down here. Like there has to be a sizable gap between those two guys for me to, to say I'm going to take a kicker right here before K- day three. Cade York has a huge leg. LSU trotted him out for 50-yard field goals all the time. Dicker didn't kick as many 50-yarders. They're similar in the 40-yard range. The thing I'm worried most about is making a 45-yarder when you need it because Chase McLaughlin was 4 of 10 on 40-yarders last year between 40 and 49, which is unacceptable. So um, the leg is big. And if Mary Kay, is that what draws you? You said you could play offense differently. Is that because you think you can mm-hmm. take some shots on taking 54 yarders that you normally wouldn't take? Because I think this guy was like, I think it was, I think it might have been like eight of nine on 50 yarders last year or something. It was something ridiculous. So Cade York has a huge leg. Now, that's the only not this reason- team though. I'm sorry. That, that's not this team though. Stefanski is a go for it on fourth down guy. He isn't a kick the 50 yard field goal because we don't want to go for it. Um, and I, and I, I do think, Scott, to that point, I thought Paul D. Podesta, he did that really boring interview on Browns Daily after the season, the one where he didn't even say Baker Mayfield's name. <laughs> I do think he explained actually their thinking on that. Um, you know, when you miss a field goal, it's like taking a sack on fourth down. So that's that's part of their, you know, they're sort of measuring those things when they're deciding, do we go for it, do we not? And so, Scott, I do think you're right that um, those 50-yard field goals, they're going to go for it even more now, I think, with Deshaun Watson because they have better quarterback play. They'll assume just have better offensive play in general. That being said, when there's two seconds on the clock and you're at the 45-yard line, well, that, that might be a little far. But if you're at the 40-yard line, that, that's when you need that guy to go out there and make that kick. So I mean, that, that, And that's what you're taking him 99 overall for, to make that kick in the divisional round when there's three seconds on the clock and you're at the 40. Now, the reason why I will probably let you guys overrule me on this is because I don't think anybody is going to be probably taking him before 145. And because we have that pick, we could probably still get him there if, if we decide to do that. So for that reason, I will be willing to give up this crazy notion of kind of going for it 
I don't and have to put together my seven point uh, PowerPoint presentation or whatever. I would I still do it. I, I would still, I would still do it. I would still do it, but in the interest of being a team player and, and Doug, I mean, my goodness, Doug's just going to run me right out of town. If I decide to do this. No, that's the thing. Well, I might, I might take your job if you take a kicker at 99. So it'll be no. okay. Uh, he's calling up Seth Wickersham of, uh, of ESPN or whoever. You've taken like three people's jobs. Jason for oh, I'm here for myself and no, no one else. I don't care about the team at all. <laughs> I mean, the, the one thing really I is say, an NFL war room. Yeah, for real. But we like we had a conversation about Rucker at 78. If we can get him at 99, we just had a conversation at, about York at 99. If we can get him at 145, like uh, maybe stuff starts to fall into place, right? That yeah. right. hey, we thought about this guy. So right. York, by the way, 15 of 19 from 50 yards or more in college. Dicker you're, was four. Of so eight. you're going to talk me right back into it. You're going to hey, talk McLaughlin, me right back McLaughlin into from 50 <laughs> yards yeah, and, and more last season too. What, what was that stat? You, you froze up on me there. What was that stat there? I was just saying he was great. McLaughlin was great from beyond 50 as well. Just the 40 yarders. That were yeah, there. he couldn't hit yeah. 40 to 49. Yeah. Small, but, small detail. Um, so, oh, I had this great point and I can't remember what it was going to be. <laughs> um, anyways, so yes, I still think that we can probably end up with him. So I will allow you guys to overrule me on this. I'll, I'll go with the group think on this but oh i know what i was gonna say i remembered who would you rather have Cade york or jordan elliott huh yeah but we're not taking jordan elliott we're taking a guy that can score touchdowns yeah or so you think (laughs) it's it's a very dangerous game and i've played that same game with who would you rather have Cade york or tony fields when i want to take Cade york in the fifth round so you can play that game I mean, you could play. Who would you rather have, Cade York or Baker Mayfield, to make a case for taking a number one overall? So, but there is general positional value as you try to build your team. That I just think to take a tight end that might make an impact. I just think, just like I thought, Ruckert at ninety nine feels much better than seventy eight. I think York at one forty five feels much better than ninety nine. And I do think Mary Kay, you're right. I do think we'll be able to get him. Any yes. kicker you take is going to score more points than anybody else you draft because the kicker is automatically going to start. And they're going to be one of your highest scoring players. Guys, I, be, guys because, we won. You don't need to talk her back into the kick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Doug, it could be anybody. Again, what was that between 50 and above again? Say it one more time. <laughs> 15 of 19. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's because, make the Because pick. I know he'll be there at 145. I will Dan's let you guys fired. talk me out of this. But sometimes <laughs> you have to go against the grain. And get what you want. We have to run the sim to see if he's there at 145. Yeah, if he's say. not. Well, yeah. here's, here's the problem. <laughs> I only have it in for three rounds, I think. Oh, oh my no. God. Uh, well, we have to re- re-sim it then. Oh, my so, God. So we are you, taking, we're taking Rucker. Yes. Okay. All right. Jeremy. And I actually feel good about that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so the Cleveland Browns, so like Jeremy Rucker, tight end. Ohio State. Uh, like I said, I think I think I've only got this for for uh, the three rounds, but I am going to re-rack it here. Yeah, let's do it. Because we got to see. Do- We're just going to run it through real fast and, and see where it ends up. Although, well, whatever. Uh, we oh, made that trade. I may I may uh, if I may make a point, and this is kind of probably an error on PFF's part. I've double checked that simulator. I don't believe Cade York's in that system. 
Oh, oh they don't. No, have yeah, I ran point. that a couple of times last week, and no, no kickers were, and they're not going to grade a kicker. I don't yeah. think higher than any position player. Anyways, I think you're right. Do you guys want to know how uh, PFF grades our draft? Yeah, yes. sure. mm-hmm. a B minus. Oh. Do you want to know what pick they gave the lowest grade to? D'Angelo. No. Ruckert. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they gave us this. They gave Mary okay. Kay. They gave Mary Kay a C minus for that pick. There were better graded tight ends. There were, there were Put Kate York picks. in there and see what we get. Hey, I ran the simulator for a story uh, that I posted earlier this week, and I just went best player available in PFF. So I ended up with like multiple running backs, linebacker. I had no receivers or defensive linemen at all. I think I had three running backs. They gave me an A minus. Every pick was an A except for two because they were they were taken so far above where they were ranked on the big board. So that's that's kind of how PFF goes about ranking your your draft. It's more about where you're picking them in relation to where they're ranked on their board. All right. I'm going to see real quick here, Tim, why don't you uh, look, you sat there and listened to that. Why don't you tell us kind of what you thought about the whole discussion there? And I'm going to see if I can rerun this and figure out where Katie York went. Well, first off, I would like to thank whoever uh, left the burner phone in the war room on and actually, actually put it on speakerphone <laughs> while I'm sitting up here in Vegas in my uh, little studio up at the Bellagio. Um, but I also, but I'm, I would be torn as well. I, it's a tough decision. I mean, you, I mean, what GM, it's, it's like as much as you may want to, everybody may want a kicker and a GM might be looking for a kicker who like, you got to really know you want him for 1000% to be the guy who's going to take the kicker first, because I mean, we all know Sebastian Janikowski was the first round pick. That worked. I mean, the Raiders got their kicker for a very long time with that pick, and they look smart for that. But for every Sebastian Janikowski, there's a Roberto Aguayo, and you don't want to be the GM who picked Roberto Aguayo. So, I mean, that's the dangerous game you're playing because either a kicker is going to be good or he's going to be bad. Unlike, you know, other positions where you can have just the guys or backups or whatever, kicker is pass-fail, and you're – and that's pretty high for pass fail unless you believe the pass is going to be really, really good. And I forget which one of you guys asked about, you know, Cade York and his ability to kick in bad weather, his signature moment. And I talked about this yesterday, Uh-oh. 2020 LSU at Florida, Cade York wins the game with a 57 yard field goal in the fog. That's the game where he, the fog was so bad at, uh, at the swamp at Gainesville that they had to bro- they had to show the final drive of the game on the sky cam. And as we all famously remember, that was the game where Marco Wilson threw the shoe. So I don't know. I don't know if Kay York sends a shoe a back shoe. to Marco Wilson as a thank you present. <laughs> um, but York is interesting to me. Maybe he doesn't make it as far as 145, but I, w- I would ag- agree that maybe the Browns probably need Kay York as much, if not more, than anybody else because they don't have their Justin Tucker, they don't have their Harrison Butker, they don't have their. Evan McPherson, they don't even have their Daniel Carlson right now. And by the way, the Florida kicker in that game who missed his 51-yarder in the fog. Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson. Mary Kay wants to go back and take Kate York. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I want to know what our draft grade would be if we had to take it. But we can't. She did get get a C-minus for making that pick. (laughs) <laughs> the jeremy record pick that that goes on the gm that, that 
wholeheartedly uh, in the GM. I'm going to, I do want to see what it would say. Cause Cade York is not honestly in any of these simulators for some reason. So I can't put him. I don't have him place. even among the specialists yeah. listed well, in here. And I went to another one too, that doesn't have him, uh, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick a kicker here anyway. Um, and see what hap- what kind of grade they give us if we take a kicker. I do uh, like us getting a read on we're gonna the, take GM, the GM wanting to do something, the room kind of making a big point, the GM acquiescing and being a team player, and then getting a C- minus for her pick, and then everyone being like, what's wrong with that GM? She made a terrible <laughs> pick, and she's like, I didn't even want to do it. So I would like to know the picks that Andrew Barry is like, I didn't even want to make that pick. I just threw the scouting director a bone, and now you're ripping me. Yeah, well, and then and then she's got to go downstairs and sit at the podium and answer questions like it was the pick she absolutely wanted to make. Yeah, because oh. right after that, Cade York just went to the. Um, <laughs> and then Doug know. is sitting there Cole. grilling her in the oh. front row. Yeah, kicking Sean me PF. out of our seats just so he could get be right in the front row in her face and ask, "Why didn't you take Cade York at 99? Now we were going to circle circle back real quick on George Pickens. And I just want to ask Doug, I asked Dan this yesterday. Um, I want to ask Doug and the rest of you guys, uh, does the George Pickens stuff in the athletic uh, from Bruce Feldman that you guys may or may not have seen where he talked to various, I think it's scouts and coaches uh, and got, you know, some bad reviews on George Pickens from a, maturity standpoint from a character standpoint uh does that change the evaluation of george in your mind no why not because i hate anonymous scouts and coaches ripping college kids i think it's crap and like we lump all the stuff in there are guys who are going to get picked who've gotten arrested there are guys who are going to get picked who have duis Oh, the guy's immature. I don't even know. Like, what does that mean? He came, he's immature. He came in as a true freshman at Georgia and was awesome when he was 18. So I believe if you believe in your culture, then you can put him in and have say Amari Cooper teach this guy how to be a pro and like maturity issues. That's just maturity issues is just anonymous <laughs> scout speak for um, a cranky old dingleberry and these kids today. And I completely ignore it. Yeah, I'm just, when I saw that, I mean, for me, it's all about, I'm not bothered by it. I'm with Doug here. Um, And too, even if these are legitimate issues, which I think it's fair to question whether they are and what even they're talking about when they say things like maturity and things like that. um, I think the Browns think they're an organization where if those issues are there, that they have the personnel in place that they would be able to, make him be successful in the NFL and make him do that growing up if it even needs to happen. But I'm with Doug. I kind of hate when these anonymous stories come out at the last second. And it's like, what, what are we talking about here? Well, a lot of times, as we know, it's, it's the gamesmanship of the NFL draft and somebody wants George Pickens to fall. And so they start putting some bad things out about George Pickens. What I would do, of course, if I were the Cleveland Browns, I would start doing a little bit more due diligence. I would dig into that and I would see if where there is smoke, there is any kind of fire. So I would definitely uh, do that because I do think that uh, especially with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, I do think that they are trying to pay attention to the kind of players that they're putting on the football team. And we see common denominators with the Greg Newsom's and the JOKs and the Amari Coopers and a lot of guys that they're putting on the team. Of course, 
everybody's going to say, what about Deshaun Watson? And then that is the big elephant in the middle of the room. And I do understand that. Uh, and that just kind of blows this whole argument out of the water, really. But in terms of just personality, uh, I think they do look for a guy that is somewhat emotionally mature. And if they discovered that George wasn't that, I think it would at least give them pause. I think they got rid of Austin Hooper because he wasn't necessarily the kind of personality they're going for on the football team. And so, again, I don't know if that will change anything about how they feel about him. I mean, they, they already know how they feel about his personality. I don't know how it's impacted their eval of him, but if he's got issues, I, I think that would be a ding against him. He, he just turned 21, March, mm -hmm. March 4th, like just turned 21. And I, I was not mature a, at age 21. That's right. a plus. I had maturity and, issues. And this is something that NBA teams deal with all the time, right? They draft these guys when they're 19. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then sometimes you'll act shocked, like, oh my God, this guy's not amazing right away. Well, yeah, he's 19 years old. Right. You know, now the NFL, these guys come in a little bit older, but not so much anymore. So, yeah, it's really about the Browns have had opportunities to sit down in a room with this guy and talk to him. And right. do their background work, do their detective work. Um, so they're they're going to know. I would be curious too, like, and obviously we talk about the injury with him as a negative, but for me, when you're trying to glean things about players' personalities, like when you have a guy who was really good, who was a five-star guy, who maybe never dealt with any kind of adversity, serious adversity on the field before, um, I'd be curious to see, like, hear from him, hear him talk about that and how did that maybe change his perspective or his attitude or things like that? Like, I do think that is also an interesting intangible with him. Um, and that would almost surprise me less than some of these other issues, quote unquote, that we may be hearing about with him. If he went underwent a change that way, and it's maybe more positive than, than we're realizing from the outside. Okay. So we didn't have a chance to take George Pickens, but instead what we did was we traded up to pick 40 with the Seahawks. We gave up 44 and 118. We got 145 back as well and selected Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver out of Penn State, 40. At number 78, D'Angelo Malone, the edge rusher. And that at number 99, Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end out of Ohio State. Those last two picks, a little bit contentious. Mm -hmm. So uh, And then we would have picked Cade York at 145 if we had gone that far. <laughs> I feel good about all that, though. I, yeah. I think like if this actually how it worked out, is it how it worked out for the Browns, including yeah. Cade York getting in there? I, I think this would help this team. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, here's what you can expect coming up this weekend. Make sure you're subscribed to the orange and Brown talk feed. Cause all this stuff is going to end up there at some point. We're going to be live um, sometime in the middle of the first round, kind of walk you through that middle of the first round when the Browns would have selected kind of going up to the Steelers pick. Uh, I believe, I believe that's going to be on our YouTube channel. But uh, just check cleveland.com slash Browns. You'll find a post uh, that'll, that'll get you to that live video. And then that'll be part of the podcast that posts on Friday. Uh, we'll have a podcast after Friday's picks. We'll do kind of a roundtable recapping the draft uh, either late Saturday or, or Sunday at some point. So, again, just make sure you're subscribed to the feed. Everything will show up there as soon as I hit publish on it. And then also make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber to get texts, uh, newsletters, 
access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash Browns that you're going to want to read this weekend. Cleveland.com slash Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. For Doug, Ashley, Mary Kay, and Scott, and Tim, our war room. Tim was not in the war room, technically. He was just ripping on what was happening in the war room. But our, our Browns war room pod, uh, thanks for listening, everybody.